Hi, and welcome to the 40 and Infertile Podcast, where I share with you my fertility journey in my late 30s and 40s while also providing you information to minimize your fertility struggles later in life. Welcome to episode three of the 40 and Infertile podcast. And today I wanted to talk to you about um, financing your fertility journey. So um, while I was going through this, um, I've been going through this for a few years now. And in the beginning, I thought I would just have one and done and that it would be super easy. And I am finding out that that is not so. Um, So what I did was, as I was kind of going through um, the journey, I kind of started gathering resources on how I could finance this because, as you can tell, it is super, super expensive. And uh, because of the high cost, um, I was trying to figure out how I could make this um, more manageable. And so what I ended up doing is taking everything that I've learned over the last few years and compiled it in a document. Um, And I'll put a link to it in the show notes so you can download it for yourself. But there's a few things we have to get out of the way first. Um, First, I am not an accountant. I am not a financial advisor, and this is not financial advice. All I did was take uh, what was available online and put it together in a handy-dandy document for you to look over. It is not comprehensive, meaning I do not have all of the details of every program that is available out there, but I do have um, some links to resources where you may be able to find additional information. So um, they will be sprinkled throughout the document. It is, I don't know, I think it's about a 10-page document that I've put together at this point. Um, So look through it and see what you think. Um, I will have a link to it, like I said. Um, and I don't know where I'm going to put it yet. I definitely will put it in the show notes somewhere. So hopefully you'll be able to click on that. Um, okay. So let's get started on some options. So, um, with the high cost of, um, IVF, um, and if you are doing IVF, if you're doing other, uh, options like IUI or, you know, if you're doing egg donors, um, some of this may apply. So keep listening and, and it may or may not be helpful for you. Um, so the first place I would tell people to start is with your health plan. So, um, and this is primarily information for people in the United States. So I don't have any information internationally, unfortunately. Um, so this has just been my experience for, uh, within the United States. So, um, it, depending on which state you live in, um, your health insurance plan, um, may have, um, requirements to offer some type of fertility, Um, coverage. And I say some type because some of these plans in some of these states exclude IVF. So you want to go through and look at um, your state in particular. Um, So I put a link in um, for um, this kind of nice database from the National Conference of State Legislatures. And they have um, a list of all the states and you can um, filter down to your state and it'll give you the rules. So there's a couple of interesting 
things about um, these rules. These There are a few exceptions. So one of the exceptions is um, the size of your company. So some of these rules don't apply to certain companies with a certain employee size. So some of them may be like, you know, 50 employees or less or 25 employees or less are exempt from offering this coverage. So you'll want to look at your state's particular um, requirements to see whether or not that's something um, that is offered within your state. Um, there are a few um, different um, options to look at. So I put in a link for the NCSL, which is the National Conference of State Legislatures, um, so that you can filter down by your state. But there's also another thing to think about within your employer. Now, depending on the type of health plan that your employer offers, some employers um, offer a, um, you know, your regular health plans that are um, run through a health insurance company. And then some of them, and this is a super simplified version, I am by no means an expert in health insurances, <laughs> but um, sometimes you have a self-funded plan, which means your company is like their own insurance company. So essentially they make the rules. And so what you can do is talk to your employer about getting coverage. You can also do this if you don't have a self-funded plan. Um, but what you can do is talk to your HR department and see who you can talk to about adding in vitro fertilization uh, coverage options. Um, Resolve, um, which is um, affiliated with the National uh, Infertility Association, they have this really great website with so many different resources. Um, they have you know, really nice um, support groups and um, just tons of information on um, lots of different aspects of fertility. Um, and they certain are, certainly are one of the groups out there who are pushing for all of us to get coverage for fertility. So I think that's really great. If you go to their website, um, they have a lot of great resources, but um, specifically for this, they have a really handy um, toolkit. And in this toolkit, they give you all the resources that you need to try and get coverage um, through your employer. The other thing that is really nice too is they have, um, I guess you can call it like an advocate from um, their organization that will work with you and kind of guide you in the steps to try and get IVF coverage through your workplace. So I think that's really nice. Um, I did download their toolkit um, and they do give you a lot of resources, data to support the benefits of having IVF coverage and that sort of thing. Um, so it's a really nice little PDF document. Um, they give you a little template letter for you to um, send off to your HR department. Um, so that's really nice, but you kind of want to fine tune that letter to make it you know, more your own and seem like less of a template. Um, but that's, it's really nice. I do have a link in the document for that. So if you scroll down to the employer resources section of the document, then you'll see a link for that and you can just um, put in your information. They'll send you an email, give you the information for the toolkit, um, all, you know, the download. And then they'll also have someone reach out to you and ask whether or not you need any support in trying to get coverage with your um, employer, which is really nice, I think. Um, the other thing that... Um, is a super great resource is um, the Fertility IQ. Fertility IQ is another website that is um, geared towards educating all of us going through IVF. And they have a bunch of other resources too. They have classes, workshops, things like that. Um, 
their IVF workshop, I believe, has a cost tied to it. Um, and I don't know if all of Resolve's uh, workshops or uh, resources uh, are free, but a, a lot of them are. <clears throat> and Fertility IQ has done this thing where they do a um, workplace index where they go through um, a bunch of information from a, a bunch of different employers and uh, coverage that uh, different employers provide. And at one point in time, about three or four years ago, um, they made this document available online where you can just click it and download it. And it gave you like all these different companies that would um, cover IVF um, and whether you had to be part-time, full-time or whatever. Um, now they kind of have this resource somewhat buried. Um, you have to email them for a copy of that index. I have tried emailing them twice and I haven't gotten a response yet. So I don't know how easy it will be. Um, you may have much better luck than I do, but I would encourage you to do that. I have a link in the document also for that. So if you click on the link, um, it'll give you their email address and I provide the email address for you also in the document. Um, and you can email them asking for this information to see uh, what resources you have. Again, I don't have this document. I've tried emailing them um, for a copy, but I haven't gotten a copy uh, yet. So I, I can't review it. I, I don't know what's in it um, at this point. But about, um, I want to say like three years ago, it was about 2018 is when um, they did have this um, option and you could just download it. Like you could just click it and it had all the information. So try it for yourself. See if you can get some information. If you can, that's wonderful. I'd love it if you shared it with me so I can uh, share it in the document. Um, uh, at least the, the link and whether or not that um, you were able to get access to it. Um, but it is really nice um, resource for you to have. If, if again, like you um, were not tied to your job and um, you, you know, were willing to change um, jobs to be able to get IVF coverage, then it's a nice resource. Um, okay, and now uh, this is where things can get a little bit more, um, I don't know if creative is the right word, but there are a few different other resources out there that you may or may not know about. Um, some fertility clinics will offer a bundle or kind of like a prepaid bundle, meaning if you pay for, say, you know, three cycles up front, you get a discount. Um, one other fertility clinic that I was looking at had um, their own little bundle that they created themselves. So for people with um, low or, you know, diminished ovarian reserve, um, they had their own little um, package deal that you could do like three cycles for the cost of, you know, two cycles or one cycle or something like that. So there is something out there um, that is... Uh, slightly different that a company has put together. And this company is Bundle, B like boy, U-N like Nancy, D like David, L, Bundle, B-U-N-D-L. Um, and if you just search for them, um, I have a link in uh, my document for this also. But they offer a discount um, if you prepay for certain packages. They have some of them include, you know, egg donor bank or PGT testing as an add-on option. Um, their packages include the retrievals and the transfers. Um, I assume that this also includes uh, blood work, but I, um, you know, you would have to double check and see their, they don't specifically list that in their packages. Um, but I'm sure that's a discussion you can have. I did, um, put out an inquiry to them also when I was looking for, um, 
uh, financing for my um, third retrieval, I think. And um, they did call me back. And so um, they only offer this through certain fertility clinics. So um, in the website uh, link that I sent, um, you can search for your clinic or you can search for which clinics are tied to um, their services. And you can find a clinic based on that if that's what you prefer. If you're, you know, if you don't, if you're not established with the clinic or if you're trying to find out whether or not your clinic is tied to them. This is really nice. They also have a financing guidebook for uh, available for download. Um, I did put a link to uh, that portion of their website and you can go ahead and um, enter like your email address or whatever and then um, they provide a guidebook for um, financing as well. So um, it's, it's not super comprehensive. There are some short pieces to it, but um, you know, I essentially cover some of those in, um, in this guide too. Um, there are some specialty specific like fertility loans that are also available. Um, so I did end up using one of these um, fertility loan programs. Um, I went through two of them, but I, I did kind of go through almost all of them to see if I would um, qualify. But um, like the bundle um, option, some of the, these aren't necessarily available to all fertil fertility clinics. So what you want to do is also check with these servicers to see whether or not um, they are tied to your clinic. There are some other like personal loan options where you don't need to have the, um, the affiliation with any clinics. But for these particular ones that I've listed that are medical or IVS specific loans, they do have a relationship with specific clinics. So if your clinic isn't in their list of people they provide loans to, then you're not necessarily able to secure a loan. So um, I did provide links for several of these options. Um, some of them are Capex MD, Care Credit, Fertility Finance, Future Family, Lending Club Patient Solutions, Lightstream, and SoFi. So those are the ones that I have listed. Those are the ones that were, I was able to find information on. There was like one or two, I think, available for people who don't have perfect credit, who maybe um, have less than perfect credit, but I couldn't find information on those programs from the companies themselves, meaning there wasn't a direct link to their website. And so I didn't feel right about putting it in because I wasn't sure how reliable they were. If you want to, I'm sure you can find this information online. Um, but, you know, I just didn't feel like, I didn't feel good about putting it in the document because I couldn't quite tell how legitimate they were. So I did not include those, but they do exist. Um, but I would start maybe with this list because I saw these, um, at least these names came up uh, a few times and I saw some of them linked to certain fertility clinics. So I felt a little bit better about putting these in. I personally used Future Family for one of my um, cycles and um, they offer a lot of um, resources and support. Um, they say that they have a quote unquote membership fee, but I just consider that a, a fee. And, and you're, you have to pay it. You can't not pay the membership fee. So, or yeah, so I just call it like a loan fee. They, they call it a membership fee, but um, 
really it's a loan fee because you know you have to pay for it um, but what it does come with is it gives you a bunch of resources especially if you're a first-time IVFer <laughs> um, then this might be really nice they have a fertility coach they have a billing specialist um, so they do have a few support team members that can help you along your journey if you have questions or if you're not quite sure or if maybe you know at your clinic you're not getting as much information as you'd like this might be a nice supplement um, to um, the support that you're already getting with your clinic um, so I have gone through them it was pretty easy funding was super fast um, I was up against a deadline and um, it, they were able to get me the funding that I needed um, quickly. So it, it's a good option um, for you to try. I, like I said, I've used it myself. I'm not paid by anyone to talk about these things. So I have no affiliation with anyone. Um, that's just been my personal experience. I did also put a request in through Lending Club Patient Solutions. Um, I potentially would have gone with them because they gave me a really, really good rate. Um, but there was some mix up with affiliation with my clinic and so I ended up not being able to use them. Um, they don't have all the additional resources that Future Family does. Um, so that's the downside to that is that, you know, literally they would just be funding it. And if that doesn't bother you, then that's an option that you can certainly choose. Um, the other thing is if you have, um, if you're lower income or for some reason you aren't able to secure loans, um, there are quite a few different options for fertility grants. And there's also some um, medication um, compassion programs that exist to help um, pay for some medication. Um, with the fertility grants, there is a huge list of them. And again, Resolve and Fertility IQ are going to be two of your resources to find some of these grants and scholarships. And some of these grants and scholarships are can be based on location, can be based on ethnicity, can be based on income. Um, and some of them are not based on income at all. And some of them are through organizations. Some of them are through um, IVF clinics. So um, I have two links on there that are pretty um, extensive lists of um, grants and scholarships available. Um, so I did put them in the document for you, but you know, it's definitely an option for you to try. And, you know, if there are other options available that I'm not aware of, please let me know. Um, okay. And then there are um, a couple of other maybe um, less desirable options to try in financing um, your fertility journey. So one of them obviously is credit cards. You could potentially use like say a low interest credit card or a 0% interest card or 0% APR uh, interest card. Um, the downside to that is that you want to make sure that you, um, pay it off before, um, your interest rates go up. So, you know, those are pros and cons. And if you're doing multiple cycles and you would have to do you know, multiple cards, potentially, depending on your limit. And um, that's not necessarily great either, because then, you know, for your credit report, it, it may um, show that you're, you know, overextending um, your credit. Um, so there's pros and cons to that. Again, I'm not a financial advisor or your accountant. So um, I would talk to either of those people to kind of have a closer look as to whether or not this is an option. Um, Another option that some people look at are um, home equity uh, lines of credit. 
So Forbes had also put together a, um, a list of, you know, different ways to finance um, your fertility journey. And this was one of them on their list was a home equity line of credit. Um, typically, you have to have about 10 to 20 percent um, available equity available to qualify. Um, and you can borrow up to 85% of your equity. Um, and the terms are between five and 30 years. The downside is that your house is your collateral. So if you default on that loan, then you could potentially lose your home, right? So this, this was an option that I had looked into, but my husband had already taken out um, in, uh, a line of credit against our equity. So <laughs> it wasn't an option. It was something that I looked at, but um, the risk was kind of, you know, scary for me. So I don't know, I don't know how far I would have gone with this. Um, another option that I did use, um, was I took a loan out against, um, my retirement funds. Um, so depending on your retirement funds and you can talk to your financial person about this, um, you know, like sometimes if you have a 401k, you can take out a loan against your 401k. And the nice thing is that you pay yourself back. The downside is, depending on how well you were doing, those funds are no longer available um, toward your um, retirement for the time that they're being borrowed. Once you pay yourself back, then obviously that gets you know uh, put back into your funds where you can um, invest them. So it's... It's tricky. Um, again, you know, whoever your financial person is, you can ask them whether or not it would make more sense to take a loan out, you know, for yourself and your 401k versus um, taking out a loan versus, um, you know, if you have um, like a, an IRA account or something that maybe you could withdraw without any penalties. The, the other thing is... Um, tapping into your retirement funds, depending on the type of retirement funds, um, you might be subject to taxes and um, fees associated with it. And so depending, it may or may not be um, the best move for you financially. So again, that's something that you want to talk to um, your financial person about. Um, so I think that's about it. That's the majority of the information that I found. Um, I really hope this helps you out on your journey. Um, I hope that you were able to get some information today that you can go back and look at um, with your partner and see, or if you're doing this by yourself, if you're going to um, try and see if there's another way to pay for um, these options. Hopefully this gives you some resources that you can look into. Um, certainly if there are other resources out there that I should know about, please send me a message. I'm happy to include it um, in this. Um, but otherwise, I hope you guys uh, get the funding that you needed and that we all have our happy endings. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you guys soon. I want to thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. If you want a question or topic covered in future episodes, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at 40 and infertile. Make sure you hit the subscribe button for alerts and new episodes, and I hope to see you back again soon. Bye.